What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. What's up, guys and girls? We are gearing up to set you up for archery season. We are happy to announce the latest giveaway we have put together to help prepare you for your hunting season. We have teamed up with some amazing brands like Kestrel Knives, who has donated a mountain caper knife. Vortex Optics is donating a new rangefinder. West Coast Archery Shop is donating a new set of broadheads. Epic Outdoors has donated a membership. Spot Hog Archery has donated a new BOA release, and Wilderness Athlete has you covered with some Hydrate and Recover, as well as Energy and Focus packets for the backcountry. Along with all that, Deadeye Outfitters is going to dial you in with some fresh clothes for when you get off of the mountain, because who doesn't love a fresh set of clothes after being in the mountains for five days? So this is how it works. Please go leave us a review on your favorite listening platform, i.e. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and or Google Play. We will also have other opportunities for more entries from reposts and interaction through our Instagram account, whether it be posting the giveaway or reposting your favorite podcast episodes in your story or in your feed. So be sure to tag us so we can track your submissions. And thank you for everyone's continued support. And thank you to all the brands that have graciously donated the product. So I'm going to kick this off. Okay. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Legion OST DIY Outdoors podcast. Today is Paul Bride, and uh, I want to take a second to just say, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. You know, it's a huge honor and a privilege for me to get to speak with you today and uh, kind of go over, you know, your life and your career and, you know, your aspirations and everything that you've got going on. So without further ado, Paul, could you please introduce yourself? Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Paul Bride is my name, and thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm actually Canadian, living in uh, Squamish, British Columbia, Canada, just about an hour north of uh, Vancouver. And, um, yeah, I'm a professional photographer. That's awesome. Um, so how, I guess, before we get into photography, um, did, <laughs> is that where you grew up? Or, you know, what's, what's kind of your background? Where did you grow up about? I actually grew up in uh, eastern Canada, uh, uh, Mississauga, Ontario. It's actually right above New York State. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually maybe 45 minutes an hour you know, to, to, to New York State. And I grew up um, in the suburbs, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of all cookie-cutter cookie cutter homes, um, you know, not really much to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just... You know, that was not the life that I wanted. I knew that from a young age. I wanted to get out of there. You know, I couldn't wait to finish high school and, and leave and, uh-huh. uh, and and get out west. And uh, yeah, I guess I've been out here for a while. So um, unfortunately, I have to go back once in a while. I guess I have a few family members kicking around back there, but uh, I don't have much time back there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for you growing up and, and like you were saying, you wanted to get out of there. You were kind of over mm-hmm. it. You know, it wasn't really the place for you. Like, mm-hmm. How did you, you know, like what, what caused you to pick up a camera to the next level, you know, past just being a hobby? You know what I mean? Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, this is really what I want to do. 
you know, mm-hmm. sit down, strap in, and, and, and buckle up and, you know, take that career head on. Right. Um, well, it's, it's kind of an interesting story because it sort of didn't really happen that, that way for me. It's, it, uh, it, it sort of fell in my lap uh-huh. really, and it was really strange. I mean, like, like I had finished uh, school, um, and I was leaving to do, uh, I wanted to, I always wanted to go to Asia and I want, and so I was leaving on my own. I was going to go to the Himalayas mm-hmm. and do India and stuff and, um, six month trip on my own. And I was like early twenties yeah. and, um, my girlfriend at the time, who's now actually my wife, she's like, you know, do you have a camera? And I was like, no, I don't have a camera. I can't afford a camera. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, here's a camera. I'm going to give you a camera. And she loaned me a little point and shoot camera. And I went and I bought eight rolls of Kodak. 24 exposure, you know, print film. That's what it was back in those days. Uh-huh. And I set off, and you know, I went to Asia for six months on my own. And uh, just for your for around. your film, really quick for your film, were you shooting yeah. like 100? Were you shooting 400? Did you really not know the difference yet, or? You know what? I had no idea what the difference was. <laughs> some people were like, you need some 400 speed and you need some 100 speed. Yeah. I think I even had some 200 in there too. I had eight rolls. I remember that. I remember it, it was a mixture of the ISO, that's for sure, uh-huh. of, of the speed of the film. So it was, uh, um, yeah. And like, you know, I, I came home. You know, and I, uh, and I and I had my film developed, and people were like, "Wow, oh, these are really good photos." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they are pretty good." And I showed them around a few people, and they're like, "You've taken photography before?" And I was like, "No, I took a, a photography course in grade ten, you know, um, yeah. in high school." And, Killing and, you know, some credits. Just, yeah, that's what it, literally what it was. <laughs> and uh, no, but it, um, you know, I, I kind of thought right from there. I mean. Well, maybe there's something here for me, you know, and uh, I wanted a better camera. Yeah. And um, I was skiing a lot. Like, I, I, you know, I love the mountains. I was out west and I was skiing and, and, and I got a Pentax, like an SLR camera. Uh-huh. And it, the funny thing was, is I learned about slide film. Slide. As wow. opposed to print film, you know, yeah. like shooting a positive instead of a negative. Yeah. And I, and, and I would just read everything I could possibly get my hands on. And it just made sense. And I started submitting my slides to magazines. Really, and they were just like, "Who are you? Like, uh, well, you know, we've never heard of you before. These are good. We're gonna buy these." Uh huh. And and then finally, you know, I was able to climbing mm-hmm. as well, and I and I I submitted some of my photos to Rock and Ice magazine, and they phoned me and they're like, "Who are you? <laughs> these are good. Like, you got like you got the next cover of Rock and Ice magazine." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh my god! Like, are you serious? Like, that's you know, I was." Static, it, and it just kind of—it just made sense. It's so funny because I had such a hard time in school, and for some reason, so he's gave me a camera and it, and apertures and speeds and everything else. You know, they just made sense. And now so. this is all back in the day. You know, you're working with a manual camera. Oh yeah, f stop yeah. everything, right? Yeah, yeah, and like I say, and, and learning to shoot on slide film, you know, which is a positive. So you know, it never, it, it didn't allow a lot of air. You know, like if you were shooting print film, you know, the the lab they could kind of go a stop either way, under exposure or, or over exposure, and sort yeah. of what you what you shot was what you got with slide film. But it was, um, it was really interesting. You know, there's, there was for sure there was a lot of trial and error. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, you know, you'd go down to the store and you'd. You'd buy your box. You'd save up all your money. You'd buy your twelve rolls of a film of twenty-four to thirty-six exposure, and sort of shoot them all off. And then, you know, w- w- wait to get a wait get the, uh, the the box of film back, and then sit down at the light table, you know, with your loop, and go through right. all your photos and pick them like, out. 
yeah, and pick them out. And then, you know, and then you write on the slide, you know, whatever it was, you know, climbing, skiing, you know, nature, whatever it was. And, yeah. and then you had to go down to the post office and mail them off. Yeah. And uh, that so wasn't too long ago, really. <laughs> what magazines were you submitting to? I was submitting to to Powder because I was I was big into skiing at the time yeah. and, I, you know, and and climbing, but yeah, Powder Magazine, Freeze Magazine, which doesn't even exist anymore. I think oh, it was like wow. Cool Water, Backcountry, Rock and Ice, yeah. um, Gripped, Climbing Magazine. Uh, a lot of those magazines are, are all uh, American magazines. Yeah. Um, so um, that's you know kind of if you kind of wanted to make it, you know, you had to go with sort of the bigger magazines, which were. They were that they're from well in New York or whatever, but but usually they were all uh, American magazines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's so cool, man. And so when you were going through all this, like, what was your, you know, you're like you were saying, you're doing skiing photography, some nature photography. Mm-hmm. You know, you had your trip yep. to Asia. Yeah. Like when you were structuring and framing photos, you know, and like you know composing the whole thing. Like, what was your favorite? Um, what was your favorite kind of photography to do, like action sports, or was it still frames and composing wildlife? Or yeah, no, I, I you know it was action sports and travel. Uh huh. You know, I, I liked wildlife, wildlife. You know, it, it, but it, it didn't it didn't didn't grab me. Like yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to move. You know, and, and I, I want I wanted to ski. I wanted to climb. Yeah. I wanted to be in the mountains and and, and moving. And then you know, and then just sort of the whole exotic idea, you know, of traveling to the other side of the world. I mean, that sort of, you know, and, and seeing cultures, I mean, that, yeah. you know, like that sort of set off that real travel bug that, you know, that I guess that I've sort of never gotten rid of. That's just so amazing too. <laughs> and you're doing it all on slides. Like, I mean, oh, growing yeah. up for me, I remember watching slideshows, you know what I mean? You'd put the slideshow <laughs> on the wall and or yeah. on a sheet, you know, and you'd click through yeah. all the slides and that was the family vacation or, you yeah. know, whatever. And, and that's so cool, man. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, it was really, yeah, it, it was really fun. I mean, yeah, you put, I mean, we put on slide presentations. So here, here where we live in Squamish, it's a big, really big climbing community. Uh-huh. There's a, it's sort of like the, the Yosemite of, of Canada uh-huh. here in Squamish. And, um, you know, we'd have photo showdowns and, you know, they'd, be, they'd pick a winner and, um, so like know, all the local your, photographers from the area all kind of like take shots and yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or, or they would sort of open up the door, you know, there'd be a bit of prize money. I mean, a couple grand and they would sort of get some other photographers and there's somebody from Europe, somebody from the States, get a couple guys together and, you know, and, uh, we'd have a competition, you know, you sort of plus press record on the, uh, on your music, you know, yeah. and sort of try and time your slide to the music while you went through on your slide projector. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's yeah, it was so fun. You know, it was cool. It was, yeah, it was old school, you know. It was, uh, I still have my slide projector. You know? Uh-huh. Do you That's still that. have all your slides? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I do. And, and there's some, you know what, I, I need to get them scanned. I'd love to get yeah. them scanned, actually, because there's some great slides of you know, just different countries, you know, and, and some old, old school climbing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really cool to have, but... Uh, I need, a, I need to get a slide scanner. That's what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... I've seen people convert their entire uh, photography libraries and, and film libraries right. from, you know, because my, my uncle did a bunch of photography and, and yeah. all underwater and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And somewhere in the early 2000s, he had to switch everything over 
right. you know, and all his video over, and then HD came out, and he had to switch it over again and again, and it's like, it's so crazy, but to me, so I, I mean, I grew up shooting 35 millimeter, I was shooting Ilford 400 and Ilford 100. Right. And uh, all, all black and white for the most part. Yeah. I messed around with color and long exposures a little bit. You know, like waterfalls and, you know, because you can make the the water just like flow through the rocks like smoke. So cool. Right. You know, right. and it's yeah. and yeah. so the evolution, I mean, even in, in my lifetime, I'm only 33. So even in my lifetime, watching it go from film to digital has been mm-hmm. insane. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's it's I mean, just I, I had no idea that like, you know, you started out with slides. That's like that's so that's so cool. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what would you say was your first your first gig was just you were going around traveling, taking photos and submitting them to magazines and stuff like that? And Yep. Yeah. And that's how I started, you know, and, and um, most of most of it was ski magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to shoot during the day. Yeah. Um, so I needed I needed money. So so I, I, I bartended at nights. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, I bartended five nights a week and I shot seven days a week, you know, just anything, anybody that would shoot with me or, you know, it's going out and just like trial and error, trial and error. And, um, one of the things that, 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 you know, really helped me and it's helped me even today now is learning to shoot on, on film. I don't shoot a lot. Yeah. You know, like, because you, you have in the back of your mind, you know, you're like, well, I only have this 36 exposure, you know, whatever. And yeah. I've got three rolls of film me today. That's all I've got. So you kind of, you know, you really learned what you wanted to shoot. And or, how to frame and, it up. And, and how to frame it and focus on whatever, you know, aspect of your subject. And, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you, you once you got your slides back, there was no editing. I mean, it was just it was just done. Like you just looked at the picture, right? Yeah. I mean, print a proof and then hope that you got the right shot and everything's in focus. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're whatever you're, two thousand feet off a deck on a climb or something like that. You know, with this famous climber, and you're like, do not screw this up. Yeah. Do not screw this up because because you can't look at the back of your screen. Yeah. You know, you're like you don't uh, know what it is like, until it's printed out. Yeah, you don't know what it is. You're like, I think I got this. You know, and it was. Uh, there was definitely always a, always a few hairy moments there, but uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, so, n- now what you're saying is that you were you were on the deck, so you'd be above the climber, or you'd be below the climber, or would you be no, hanging off the side with the climber, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if you were, if you really wanted to, to sort of, you know, get good climbing photography or good photo, good photos of it, you have to climb. Yeah. Um, now, there's a lot of locations, you know, where, you know, you want to be above them or maybe beside them. It's it's usually rare that you're below them. Um, mm-hmm. Butt shots usually don't really sell too much, <laughs> but but at the same time, I mean, sometimes they look really cool, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, few and few and far between. But uh, yeah, you had to climb, so you had to learn a lot um, about ropes and rigging and rappelling, because you're self-sufficient. You know, usually, you're you're by yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a lonely, sort of a lonely career, really. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so. Yeah, I guess I mean, when you're in a position that you're, uh, you know, you're hanging off the side of, side of the cliff and you're and you're shooting film and you can't look at the back of your camera. <laughs> right. Like, I think I got this set up right. I mean, you know, you're trying. To, I mean, yeah, my first camera, like, there's like the light meter. I mean, it didn't really work. And oh wow. You know, you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's just yeah, it's pretty funny actually. That's but, uh, so rough. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's funny, and nowadays everyone's just kind of. You need to change your ISO. You just twirl the wheel, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, like learning how to push film, you know, or or not advance. Yeah. And, you know, not advance your 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 um your next your next frame. So you could say that you know, put a moon on your you know, have a moon in your image, like you know, over a over a tree or something like that, yeah. you know, but I mean, you had to wait for the different exposures. So I mean, you learned how to do all that stuff and Hitting make that star trails. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. crazy. So, I mean, what, what was that like? I mean, you're hanging off the side of a cliff. Like what's the most, I mean, I'm, I'm not that familiar with many places to climb and all of that. Right. So what right. would you say is like your highest climb with your camera in your hand? Like you're out there doing it. Uh, ooh, or, your yeah. or your favorite, or your favorite. I got a couple. Uh, repelling off the nose on El Cap. That's always that's always uh, an interesting. That's feeling. crazy. You know, I mean, that's whatever three thousand feet straight to the ground. You know, I mean, it's funny. You make the same knot all the time, but I mean, for some reason, when you're in places, locations like that, yeah. I don't know. I always need to check my knot four or five times. You know, I mean, just make sure. Uh, just make sure. Um, <laughs> that's a long you know, drop. <laughs> no, that's a long drop. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess you know, in the, in the uh, Himalayas too. I mean, or anything in the, the Himalayas, anything in the Alpine, man. you know, like uh, in, the, in the Bugaboos or, you know, whether you're in Patagonia. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some, there's some area locations, you know. Wow. And uh, it's, uh, that's what I was sort of always looking to sort of achieve too, you know, in climbing photography was trying to, you know, people, there's different aspects of, of, of climbing photography, and I always liked the sort of the big wall style, you know, and sort of like, like a small climber in a large landscape, you know, mm-hmm. you know or, or high off the deck. I mean, I always loved looking at those photographs from, yeah. uh, in magazines, and that's what sort of got one of me, or, you know, to, to get into it. It gave you the eye for it. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, it really did. I mean, I used to hang those pictures on my wall or on my fridge, you know, when yeah. I was young, you know, and, and it would, would get you stoked, you know, and like oh my god i can't wait for someday that i do that you know and he's sort of making the progression you know and, and getting better and uh, and then getting more confident at you know getting higher and getting into position to shoot so yeah uh, yeah, have, yeah it was a lot of fun so as the photographer have you ever had somebody taking photos of you while you're taking photos of your subject once <laughs> how was that was it, i mean like how does that were you were you excited about that because then it's kind of like you get to look at it from third person at, at what you're doing yeah yeah it was it was exciting actually it was really it was it was you know there are so few images out there in the world of 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 me and i'm always behind the camera yeah so you know it, you know to, to be in a you know, in a really airy location and having your photos taken. That was, it, it was actually great. I was actually really looking forward to seeing the photos and I still have them. They, they, they're, they're nice photos. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So we kind of talked about why climbing a little bit. Is there any more mm-hmm. that you'd like to elaborate on, on why climbing and, and what's drawn you to it other than, you know, hanging it on your wall and growing up and, and looking at it? And... Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you know, climbing is just one of those things. I mean, it's you, for, for instance, you know, like for once, there's so many similarities between hunting and climbing. It's, it, you know, it's one of those things that's either kind of like you like it or you don't, um, or it's, it, it can be very selfish. Yeah. Um, you're in the mountains. It's very spiritual. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and moving over stone. It just, you know, it just feels good. I mean, you, you, some of the locations that you can get to. 
yeah. you, it becomes really addictive. You know, it's like going into the backcountry and going on a hunt, and you're just like, and there's nobody around, and it's hitting that next ridge, that next mountain. Yeah, spot. yeah, yeah. Whether you're on your own or whether you're with a friend, I mean, it's always and it's hard, and those are the ones that you remember, right? And they're special. And climbing really gave that to me, uh, yeah. and, and I was always, you know, kind of on the move and you know, kind of an antsy person, anyways. And so, it, you know, it kind of made you sort of settle down and look at sort of dangerous situations and be able to evaluate them and, you know, and, and make a, you know, well, hopefully the, the right decision. Educated uh, decisions. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and the tense and I moments. The gear. Yeah. And I loved the gear and I loved being in the mountains and, uh, um, you know, and yeah, being on a rope with a, with, you know, with somebody or, or soloing around. I mean, it was really fun as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So you said you've been to the Himalayas and you also mentioned that it's kind of spiritual for you getting to get out there and explore the mountains and, you know, just climb yeah. through this stuff and yeah. just have your, you know what I mean? Kind of have your way essentially with, with nature. And, uh, I mean, obviously nature always prevails. Um, yeah. but like if you could think back to like a trip to the Himalayas or you said Patagonia is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What would be yeah. like a standout you know, euphoric spiritual moment for you on one of those trips? You know, something that really pops in my mind is um, uh, the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I was there with uh, Matt Madaloni and John Furneaux, and I guess it was maybe 2000, 2008 maybe, and they were going to climb Tankang Poche. It's up, you head towards Everest. Yeah. And then before you get up to Everest, once you leave Nancy Bazaar, you head a different direction up up in a, a separate valley. And we had all this gear with us, and we needed um, you know porters, and we needed yaks to help us get in. Uh, you know all this gear, and, and I was going along as a cameraman. Mm-hmm. And you know we had sponsorship for it, and it's kind of a big deal. And um, they brought us to a temple. Um, to bless us before that we have a safe climb because a lot of the a lot of the the, the, the men that are working you know for you the porters and the sherpas um they're they're very religious and and, and they want to be blessed to make sure you know that nothing happens to them and so they brought us into this monastery the monastery had been there for a thousand years and it just smells old you know you walk in there and there's all these old monks in there and you know they're chanting and you don't understand what they're saying but there's just a feeling yeah, like you can just, you can feel the energy oh, in this God, place, and that's there's so a, and there's mind a, blowing. It is, and I mean, they sit there, and this I don't know, this older gentleman. I mean, he's he's the headmaster, and he's blessing us with rice, and uh, kind of touches us on, on our head, and you're like the the energy in this building. Like we all walked out of there, and we're like, that was <laughs> that was really really crazy. Like that was so spiritual, and you're and, you know you're. You know, you're, you're, you're up in the Himalayas in this tiny temple and there's nobody around. Yeah. And, you know, you just had this high priest bless you and for, for a safe climb. And you're looking around and it's really emotional for all of us, actually. You know, you're just like, I'll never forget that. You know, and there's prayers in the wall that are, you know, over 500 years old. And oh, my God. There's, yeah. So, I mean, it's just. That's remarkable. Yeah, it was a great experience, and that, that really sticks out in my head for sure. Well, just I mean, just you telling me that story and sharing that experience, man, like that gives me goosebumps. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a vivid storyteller. I mean, I can just imagine <laughs> sitting there and like witnessing the whole thing, and you know, like, right? That's just awesome, man. Yeah, <sighs> that, 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 yeah, that's a great experience. That's uh, I mean, that it's isn't it cool that photography has taken you to places like that and gifted you experiences like that that like 
Yeah, I can I completely agree. Like, mm-hmm. like, like it, it's because of photography. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. So we'll keep going with climbing. I mean, yeah. When you're diving in with climbing, or you know, if you have a big climb coming up, do you have a lot of do you have train do you have training that you're getting into, or is there anything that you have going on for that? Yeah, um, you, know, you know, depending on, on what I'm doing, um, you, you know, like, like climbing can be different. You know, if it's rock climbing, is it is it alpine climbing? You know, it's a sort of, uh, you know, sort of like a lot of like ridges and um, you know, certain more mountain climbing, and then or is it mountaineering? You know, or you know, ice climbing? Where is it going to be? I, I, you definitely have to have your cardio, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's it's you know like like, like rock climbing. You know, it's 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 not as physically sort of like, like uh, demanding cardio-wise as say like a sheep hunt. Yeah, it's 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 more technique. You know, you learn how to jam cracks and you know and and being comfortable in certain situations and knowing how to make your anchors and that sort of thing. You know, but um, I'm always training. You know, you're like for things like that. You know, you're using your fingerboard and yeah. you know like kind of doing pull-ups on, or you can go to the climbing gym and. I used to spend a lot more time doing that, so I don't really anymore. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I like to climb now, just kind of more, more moderate level. I still like to shoot it, yeah. So I like, like to photograph it, but um, yeah, I mean, you got to be in shape, you know, to, to to go on an expedition for climbing for sure. It just depends on on what climb you're doing. I mean, it's so it's it's like hunting, you know, where like. You could go on a deer hunt. You could go on a sheep hunt. You could, it could be a bear hunt. You know, it could be a goat hunt. There's so many different variations of of hunting, and climbing's the same. It's you know, it's like, well, is it just a boulder trip? I mean, like, what are the approaches like? Yeah, the approach could be ten minutes every yeah. day, and and you know, from the campground, or the approach the approach could be six days. That's crazy. You know, so which you know, which means you know, now you got to carry all this gear in, and yeah. uh, you know, and time consuming and everything so but yeah i mean you're always you're always training for yeah. Sure. yeah so before we dive into your you know your career and and getting into hunting photography and and all that kind of stuff i wanted to ask you about what was new guinea like and what you know <laughs> what i mean like i yeah. mean i looked at your instagram page and dude and and i remember oh god what let me see if I can find the photo, dude. You just have like so many <laughs> mind blowing pictures, but uh, yeah, it was I mean the the New Guinea, which is your yeah. first photo that you posted. Yeah, I mean, what yeah. to, uh, explain that to me? Explain what that trip was like and and how that right. was like. What what did that make you feel inside being there? Oh my God, that was that's a special place. Um, I've wanted to go there for a while and that's the, uh, the Azaro tribe, the mud men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd seen pictures of them and it's kind of, wow, like these guys are really scary. Like, who are they? <laughs> these guys are petrifying. I was like, I want to go see these guys and you try and track them down and find out where they are. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, find out that they're up in the highlands and, uh, in the hill country and in the, in the center of Papua New Guinea. Yeah. And I was just so like like mesmerized by just how how scary they were and it was like it was like, like, like a real nightmare yeah and you know and, and it's uh god it probably took me three years to kind of figure out get the money together figure out where to go and what i'm doing and how long i want to be there you know and, and the photos that i want because there's not a lot of information on it yeah 
and I was there. I, I spent uh, six days with my wife, actually, in their village, oh uh, just um, uh, over New Year's this year, this this year. Oh, really? And so it was yeah. that that was a return trip then? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That was. Uh, so they uh, love you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're great. They're uh, they're it's yeah. They're um, their whole I guess sort of uh, you know the mast and uh, that they're you know that you're looking at there. It's all about intimidation. Mm-hmm. And I guess sort of the story with them goes was that they were at war with another with another tribe, and they um, I guess they'd had a lot of casualties, and they were retreating. They were and they retreated into a river. And this river had white clay uh, mm-hmm. all, all over the banks, and they were hiding. And this other tribe was waiting for them. And when the tribe saw these people coming out all covered in white, they figured that, that, that they were spirits uh-huh. of the dead people that they'd killed. Really? And it petrified them. They were like, whoa, like this, they kind of caught on. Like, this looks really good. You know, like, like this works. This works. And so then they started making masks out of it, you know, and they would use pig teeth. Really? Uh, yeah, and they so you, and you, so you make you know a scary face you know yeah. out of the clay and you know and and they're, they would use it for intimidation and then they would you know use uh, the, the the bamboo you know the the sharp hands the, mm-hmm. the, the so that's what they're actually. using on their hands that's bamboo yeah. shoots it's it's bamboo yeah and then they can use poison so it's a weapon like you know I mean it, like, it's it's not going to penetrate your skin like you're going to be able to like sort of like stab it right through you but if they scratch you and they mm-hmm. cut you. Yeah, it's not you know, you know it's it, it's got poison on the end of the tips. Wow! So it's not gonna it's not gonna end well. So, yeah, they're um, getting in there is not easy. When you live in the Azaro village, they get about ten to fifteen visitors a year. Mm-hmm. There's no internet. <laughs> There's <laughs> something they were. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they were they they were cannibals thirty years ago. I met the chief, and uh, actually, they were at uh, Expo '86. Actually, and he said that uh, I, um, I guess, uh, yeah, they the world wanted to meet some cannibals, so mm-hmm. he brought some. He brought four Zaro men. Wow. Um, yeah, to Expo '86, and uh, yeah, you know, the elders. I mean, uh, they, I guess, remember what it's like to eat human flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'd eat your enemy, and you would adopt their their powers. Yeah. That was their thinking, and then they're like, "No, when you eat people, you get sick. Actually, like you can't. <laughs> Cannibalism <laughs> you know? is not good. No, it's not good. You just, you just get sick. It's what happens to you. Wow. So, um, um, yeah, there. Uh, I, I, I'd love to go back. You know, I really would. There's, there's, there's so many tribes there, but it's a, but it's a dangerous country. Yeah, yeah, it's a dangerous country, and they go and they, they have wars all the time in the villages and. I've, I would love to photograph a hunt there because they hunt pigs there still, and they still use spears, mm-hmm. which would be the coolest thing ever. You know, like watching these guys, you know, like hunt with spears. Wow. I mean, like, like no one's got a gun up there. I mean, I guess, you know, yeah. obviously there's some guys, but no, like, these guys are hunting pigs with spears. Like, They've got to be cool. great hunters, I'd assume. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're fit, you know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're strong and they're, they're running around, you know, like bare feet and loincloths, and you're know, like, Oh my God, it's pretty cool, actually. You know, and just 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 to see it because that won't be that. You know, there's a good chance that's not around in another 50 years. Yeah, it's not that they're just gone. Yeah. So 
that's one of the reasons I really wanted to photograph them because I, I just wanted to see them and I wanted to get some photographs of them and there's some other tribes that I've sort of been working on and I've got a couple of other plans of just to see some sort of more more um, you know sort of distant or exotic tribes before they're gone and to really see them for myself you know and not to see it from somebody else's perspective but to, you know my own yeah man yeah so what would yeah. be what would be your standout experience would you say in Papua New Guinea with them, with, with, with them? yeah um I'd say probably the first day of 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 photographing them you know I had made contact with uh, an English tour operator mm-hmm. who knew a guy that could take me into the village. Wow. And, you know, like, you, you know, you're like, and obviously you want to be paid and I, I got to pay this guy and these over the internet. He's like, yeah, you know, no, 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 there's going to be a guy at the airport waiting there for you. And I've got my wife with me and she's a big traveler as well. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I should be bringing her, you know, this is kind of a little, you know, a little hair, a little hairy. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know, he, you know this guy, you know, yeah, it, it worked out fine. A guy shows up and brings me to the village and I meet all these men and I'm trying to explain to them, you know, I want to photograph them in their, in their war getup because they think that they still wear this to war. Yeah. And, um, uh, some of them speak English as a translator, uh-huh. uh, a bit of English. And, uh, I was really nervous to photograph them. Um, just, you know, it, it was something that, that I, that I wanted so bad and I didn't want to mess it up. And they yeah. kind of didn't understand why I wanted to photograph them and why I'd come all the way from Canada just to photograph them. Yeah. They did, they didn't get it. And, and they didn't understand that, that, you know, I guess their images had, had reached that far. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it was actually, it was, it was quite intimidating. And then, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere. Well, you're like, like one of the, the first people to document this. It's kind of what it sounds like you're saying. Well, it has I mean, it has been before. throughout a little yeah. bit, but not much. Yeah, in, in in their village, definitely one of the one of the one of the first. There's a big uh, uh, ceremony that happens in the fall in Papua New Guinea, and all the tribes come together. Uh, there'll be like 800 tribes, and over three days they dance and. Uh, um, you know, they, they sort of, you know, show how fierce they are. And that's sort of been, been documented a lot more. Going to the village has not really been documented. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to their village. Yeah. And I wanted to see the way that, that they lived. And I wanted to photograph them and, you know, on in their home turf. And I wanted to photograph them when I wanted to photograph, you know, like in, in, in the proper light, you know, and this sort of thing. So, you know, you walk up into the bush, you know, if you're already in the middle of nowhere. And then you go into the, you know, then you go into the mountains with these guys and then you have, you know, a guy dressed in a scariest costume you've ever seen pointing a bow at you, yeah. I mean, you know, or, or, you know, walking towards you with a club yeah. and you're photographing and you're like, he knows not to hit me, right? <laughs> like, you you're know, like trying to communicate with your translator. Like, this is good, yeah. right? We're good. We're safe. Yeah, yeah, we're good. You know, your wife's standing there and you're like, oh, we could disappear so easy right now. But, and you know, and, and, and it has happened to me where people disappear up in those mountains. I mean, it has happened. So people try to go there and try and contact tribes and maybe some don't want to be contacted. Yeah. Um, you know, you are, you are definitely sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. When you you know when you're there, so it's uh yeah it was, yeah the whole the whole experience was, you know I'm back I'm safe I want to go back but I mean it's it's an it's an amazing kind of like hair raising experience. For oh sure. my god, that's got to be <laughs> so neat. Yeah. So, 
uh, something else I wanted to actually ask you about was mm-hmm. you went to a Roman Catholic chapel in the Czech Republic. Yes. And it was pretty much all skulls and bones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, yeah I, I mean, what was that like yeah. walking into that building? <laughs> that was, 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 was eerie. I mean, it was one of these like uh, such a mixed feeling. It's because uh, it's it's it, it's really beautiful. But like you're it, standing it amongst human life, ended human e- life, essentially. Oh yeah, like like there's like I, I'll send you some photos. I'll some, I'll, soon I'll set them up, and like there's like massive chandeliers, like chandeliers, you know, kind of like circumference, you know, of like twelve feet. Oh and my it's god! All just bones and the skulls, and um, it's actually like it's really beautiful mm-hmm. to look at. It, yeah. But at the same time, it's really creepy, and there's there's sort of more of a nicer story behind. The, uh, the images that then it is that it is bad. It was actually sort of considered sacred ground where that church was. Yeah, and um, people wanted to be buried there. Well, it got so crowded that you know they they couldn't bury any more bodies. Yeah, um, and this is you know this is whatever, I guess you know fourteen fifteen hundreds, uh, and they couldn't bury any more bodies. And there was a blind monk, and he had the idea. Of well, what we know, we'll we'll burn the bodies, and we'll take the bones, and the people can stay here, and I'm going to decorate the church with their with their bones. Wow! So, I mean, like, you know, it wasn't as if it was like you know, like, like they all got eaten or something. Yeah. They wanted to, they wanted to be part of the church. They wanted to be buried there. History. Yeah, yeah, and, and it is. I mean, and it's not a big church. And I mean, there's a few stacks of skulls, and you can go in there, and you're like, this is so weird. Like yeah. it's so scary. Yet at the same time, it's actually really pretty. Yeah. Uh, in in a, in a weird sort of twisted way. Um, but yeah, great experience. Yeah, very cool place. Yeah, I, I mean, just talking to you about those those two stories alone, I love that you have the information and the history behind it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's so cool. Um, Thanks. Yeah, man, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. It's yeah. You know, it's just. I mean, uh, it's. It's fun for me because, like, I'll see these pictures get posted, but then to get to hear the story behind it, you know what I mean? And, like, your experience while you're there and, like, what emotions you felt and feelings that were happening. And, you know, like, that's so – that's just unreal, man. Yeah. um, Yeah, thanks. So we'll switch gears a little bit. We'll go into hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Uh, So – if I remember correctly, when we were at the Kuyu Mountain Academy, yep. um, you met Jason on a plane. I which, did. Which I, is kind of how you ended up getting into hunting photography, if yeah. I remember correctly, right? Yeah. So yeah, do you no, want to tell is. that story a little bit? Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, tell that yeah, story, no. please. Yeah, sure. Um, I was on my way down to Yosemite, California. I was on a, I was on a photo shoot for the outdoor company um, Arcteryx. Yeah. Um, I was photographing one of their athletes on El Captain, and I was in down there for three weeks. And um, I was flying into Sacramento. I, I was, I think I was, I was in Salt Lake or something. I was flying into Sacramento, and I'm walking down the aisle, you know, on the plane. And this person says, "Hi," he says, "Go, are you a photographer?" I had all this gear with me. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I know I am." And it turns out we sat down beside each other, which was even funnier. And we just, you know, we just, went, well, what do you photograph? And, I'm like, oh, you know, climbing, skiing, outdoor adventure. I'm on the way, you know, on assignment for Arcteryx. And it's Jason Harrison, who, you know, who I don't know at the time. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm in the hunting world. And 
we're t- he starts talking about hunting and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You know, just for like two guys from two different genres of the outdoor industry. Yeah. Just, just, just talking. And he's, you know, we, we, we had, a, you know, which we talked for an hour and, um, we exchanged cards and, you know, whatever, 10 days later, you know, um, I get down and kind of off the wall and there's an email from Jason. He's like, wow, I checked out your work. Um, awesome stuff. You know a lot about the mountains. Would you be interested in doing some work for me? Yeah. How and cool like, was that? How'd you feel yeah, when I'm, you got that response? <laughs> how, I mean, what was that? Like sitting well, at the computer, it, what happened? It, it, you know, it was funny. I was kind of laughing because I mentioned to Jason, I was like, and I know nothing about hunting. Yeah. Like nothing. And Jason's like, oh, that's fine. Like I, I need a photographer. Yeah. I need somebody who, you know, who, who, who knows the mountains. Yeah. Um, and Can I was like, well, okay. Own. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that, that sounds, that sounds good. And he's like, you know, like we're hunting, you know, I'm going on a doll sheep hunt and, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard grind and, um, you think you're up for it. And I was like, yeah, like, that sounds great. Actually. Like, I like, thank you for the opportunity. I'd love to try that. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, we went to uh, um, Arctic Red, and it was a, my my first hunting experience was a was a twelve day doll sheep hunt. Wow! And we had, we had a great time. Like we had a great time. I mean, I was fit from climbing. Yeah, you know, and if you if you've got an eighty pound bag, you know, of climbing gear and camera gear, or an eighty pound bag, you know, to go hunting with your camera gear, it's still eighty pounds, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so you know, so that so. That was really interesting, and it was interesting, you know, just sort of the way that they move through the through the bush. I mean, and you're, and you're quiet, and you'd stop in the glass, and so it was. It was all completely new to me, so it was really interesting. Yeah, like you know, it was just like like you know, like kind of you're looking at it with with brand new eyes. Yeah, and you know, and you you know, you're asking some questions, but but you're trying to stay, you know, out of the way. Yeah, and um, at the end of uh, the twelve days, you know, um, Jason's like, "What'd you think?" I was like. <laughs> That was so much fun. Like, thank you so much for bringing me. And then he saw the photos and he's like, wow, like, thank you. Like, these photos are great. You know, do you want to go again? What a great opportunity. And yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'd love to go again. Thank you. And, um, yeah, and you know what? And the rest is history. You know, we just kind of moved yeah. on to different hunts and, um, um, more hunts and, you know, and, and then just kind of worked in between the, the, the climbing and the skiing and the traveling and that sort of thing. So it's been, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a hunter. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I'm yep. aware. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a hunter. Um, I love to eat meat. Um, <laughs> I love eating backstraps. Right, backstraps. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic, you know. Uh, uh, and it's, it's really cool. And you know, there's so many similarities between hunting and climbing. It's, I get, you know, that could, that's a whole other show. I mean, you can just go on and on and on about it. But I mean, it's um, there's a lot of similarities between the two, and you know, and. Uh, learning about the passion that you know the people have and the respect that they have for the animals is it's a trip huh uh, yeah it really is it, it's it, kind of really eye-opening cool. i'm sure for you as a non-hunter mm-hmm. you know getting to and especially someone like jason who you know he's really well educated you know he's really yeah. articulate when he speaks yeah. um being able to you know discuss with you about you know his feelings about hunting and his passion about hunting and uh, you, as somebody new, you know, on that trip, I'm assuming, um, getting to learn and understand from an actual hunter in the field instead of like a magazine article or a tabloid right. or, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Like that just had to yeah. be, you know, an awesome, awesome experience. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he was really just kind of, he was just, he, he was great at explaining things. So Jason's really good at that, you know, and yeah. just explaining, like, you know, just the appreciation of the animal and, and why we're going here and this is why we're doing this. And, you know, it, which helps educate me, brings me along a lot quicker, which helps, you know, make photos a lot better because now I kind of have a bit of an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just, you know, for just trying to figure it out on your own. So it was, uh, yeah, no, it worked out really well. And like I said, like, I, I, I fell in love with it first like, like, like right off the bat like we've got a doll sheep hunt coming up here in a couple weeks and like doll sheep hunting like it's that's my favorite that's I love it. so cool and then and now mm-hmm. is that up in canada yeah that's a, that's happening up in canada that's so cool mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, really... now what was the time gap from starting photography and making it into a career into the time that you met jason it was like are we talking like 10 15 years or yeah, I guess like the, I'm coming up on my this is my seventh year now working with Jason. Like I met Jason and yeah. Kiwi had just started. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I was, it was years right ago. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. right. At the, yeah, it's our seventh year, and I guess you know. Yeah, so I guess uh, photography for me really started by uh, you know ninety nine two thousand. God, you know, that's uh, amazing. That, that, that's when it really started. So and then you know, but, but back then you know I still had to. I still needed, you know, uh, to support myself, yeah. you know, and have a steady. So, you know, back in those days, I was uh, uh, either bartending or I worked as a personal trainer as well. Uh huh. So, yeah. when you guys made that first trip, had you moved over to? Di- I mean, I'm assuming that by that point, it's what 2011 or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. You had switched over to digital. Yeah, yeah, I had. I switched over to digital um, uh, fully. I mean, like I, I still had some film bodies, and you know, and played around with some film. But I mean, I knew that. When I I talked to him, actually, I think he'd had somebody doing some work for him and they were doing it on film. And, you know, which is fine. I mean, I came from a film background, but, you know, when we we, we talked sort of business aspects and I sort of knew what he wanted, I was like, you know what? We're going to do this and we're going to do it digitally. Yeah. That's how we're going to do it. You know, like you're going to get your stuff a lot quicker. Yeah. And it's going to be smaller sizes. You know, and at the time he was blogging. Yeah, and you know, and I'm going to get you these images really fast, and you're going to be able to write about them and blog, and then you know, and then we're going to, there's going to be a raw file, you know, and your your ads are going to come up quicker, and we're going to be able to, you know, to, um, you know, whatever size them better, and so he was like, yeah, whatever, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, just so, being um, able to get it done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Digital is great for that, you know. That's so amazing, man. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> so, it happens all the time. <laughs> right? Seriously. It's so wack. Um, so you guys have been working together for seven years, like you said. Yep. How has your relationship developed, you know, working with him, being his photographer, you know, yep. you know, doing a lot of awesome photography for the company? Mm-hmm. Um, how has that developed in the sense of like, now I'm assuming that you can kind of just float around as probably in the beginning you looked a little bit maybe more for some direction and stuff like that. Like how has that developed in the last seven years? Um, you know what? I, I think we, you know, we, we've gotten to know each other yeah. just so much better. You know, yeah. so like, you know, you, know, you, you kind of know what someone's sort of thinking even before they, they even do it. You know, if, when you have the, sort of like, when you've worked together Oh, so yeah, much. spending 12 days on a mountain with somebody <laughs> a lot of <laughs> – a lot of times it's definitely going to help out. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, and it was interesting, you know, from the beginning when we started talking, you know, about you know doing more trips and, um, 
Jason, you know, asking me, you know, if I if I was interested in, in, in shooting, you know, there was kind of um, he, you know, kind of had to direct, direct me a lot more, like you know, like a, this is what's going to happen on a, on a hunt like this. And mm-hmm. gear wise and stuff, like I was already set up, and I mean, like, like I I already knew like how to yeah. pack my own bag and that kind of stuff. So he's like, oh, this is great. I don't have to teach this guy anything about the mountains, but he had to teach me about hunting and just sort of like they like either you know just how to act like sort of in the mountains you know like don't go running around and you know and <laughs> you, you don't don't be yelling don't scare the animals sort of, don't scare the animals this kind of thing you know and uh be quiet you know and uh uh but now but now you know like well i mean i'm still learning of, of course i mean um by no means by an expert uh when it comes to a stock or anything but um yeah, uh, yeah they he, he definitely kind of knows that i'm more experienced now mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean if i have any questions like, like i'll ask I me mean, i'm not screwing this up you know i mean like like you know like before we go somewhere you know you know what you know what do i need to know what you know what shouldn't i be doing or you know so yeah it's uh but like i say the more you work together you just kind of just you know figure, figure out what out, each other's yeah. yeah that's awesome man mm-hmm. so out of all your hunting trips that you've done what would mm-hmm. be like, give me, give me some of your standout moments, you know, stuff that just blew your mind when it was happening. Right. Uh, I, I guess, well, f- first of all, the, the hardest hunt that I've ever done, the home, well, probably, I, I'd say probably the hardest things that I've ever done in my life, uh, which was, 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 was hunting and it was a moose hunt and it was, a, it was a 10 day moose hunt and went the whole 10 days and it was, uh, up in the Yukon and we sat there and didn't move for 10 days wow. and that's something that i have no experience with at all you know i guess these you, you hear about it, people in, in 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 their stands or you know in their blinds and yeah like i come from a background where it's like you get up in the morning you know like, like early whatever and like you started skiing or you started running or you started climbing hiking whatever it was and you didn't stop all day mm-hmm. i mean and, and you talk you know as you went along i mean you know you're not uh, you're not trying not, not, not to scare animals in this way what do you mean I have to sit here for 10 hours today and don't say a word and it's cold outside? And... The sound of silence on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to do this for 10 hours and what? And they're going to come and we're going to do it for 10 hours tomorrow. Like, I, you know, like most people had grown up with, you know, with, with, you know somebody taking them and, and you sort of bring Talking you along, out. you know? Yeah, you know, you're, you're like, oh, I remember back, you know, my dad taught me to sit here for, and they went for a day or whatever. And I mean, and <laughs> 10 days of sitting there, you're like, I am going to blow my head off. If I think I got to go for a walk, I got to do something. And it's like, sit down, shut up. Get behind the uh, glass. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, like like I didn't, uh, I I, I had no clue. I I really didn't. So that's gotta be one of the hardest things I've ever done was just, was just sit still in a bush for, for 10 days and not move. Now where was that? That was in the Yukon. Yeah. In the Yukon. Yeah. Yeah. It was just his father. Mm Um, um, his, his his dad. There were some photos. There's an ad that that they ran. His dad have, have, uh, killed a really nice moose uh, with a, with a longbow. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, that was on that hunt. Oh and, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean it was crazy. His his dad's a great guy. You know, he's got all this experience. You know, sitting in the bush and not moving for weeks, and you know, so he was he was pretty interesting. And he he, he got the fact that you know I had no experience doing this. And how um, were the bugs? You know what? It was late season and it was cold and it was oh, kind of okay. like starting to snow. So, I mean, there was no bucks. Oh, that's lucky. You know, you're just, <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of in a swamp, you know. But, I mean, you're just like, 
yeah, I mean, like, I, like I don't know, like, like, I'll carry all your bags for you. It's <laughs> like, can't we just move? Can't we do something? You know, yeah. I mean, I got to do something. I'm, this is going to look crazy. So, yeah. But that's definitely, yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, still. I'm, I'm like, I'm not good at sitting still, so, <laughs> yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult for me to sit still when I hunt, you know. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's definitely like a force to be reckoned with when you're out there, especially when nothing's moving, nothing's happening. There's no intensity of the moment. You know, there's no, like your heart's not pounding out of your chest. You know, you're just sitting there still waiting. Yeah. It's like, Oh, patience, man. Yep. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just happened. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What just happened? Yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah. We really have to wait ten days for it to happen, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, yeah but. What would you consider as your favorite game animal to pursue with a camera? <sighs> sheep, uh, the doll sheep. Yeah. You know, I've I've got to go on uh, on uh, you know the, the goats and uh, which were really fun too. Actually, the tar and the shins and the red stags and stuff, and they're all beautiful and they're mountains. But yeah, like. Going after the doll sheep, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, then, and I think they taste the best as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're really cool. Would you say there's like a difference between preparing for a hunting trip than from a climbing trip? Or, I mean, like uh, you were saying earlier, 80 pounds is 80 pounds, right? Yeah, right. I mean, it's, um, um, yeah, there's definitely a difference. I mean, I, 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 I just, just, I guess, just, just gear-wise and stuff like the comfort stuff that you sort of mm-hmm. have on the wall, um, you know, on the side of the cliff, like maybe you necessarily wouldn't have with you on, you know, on a hunt. I mean, they're both grueling in 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 a different way. Yeah, you know, like like, like climbing is all about suffering, uh, um, <laughs> you know, with with, with with small amounts of joy. Yeah, but then hunting it's kind of the same thing you know i mean like mentally that's i mean that sums it up right there yeah i mean like you know if you're on a i mean i guess our last hunt there last last uh uh last summer with jason i mean you know like that was like well we do like like forty thousand vert up and down and then you know and then it's over 50 miles i mean like that's that's hard as well too you know yeah Uh, um but I mean, they're uh, yeah. I mean, they, like, packing is definitely different. I mean, like you know, your ropes and you know um, your your technical gear. Um, but uh, uh, with hunting, I mean, it's like I say, eighty pounds is eighty pounds. I mean, you're trying to fit it all into trying to fit a square in a circle all the time. Right. You know, you really are. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you're like, there's no way it's going to go into my bag. You know, but you do. You get it in. You know. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> just push it down and zip it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you know, it's always great when you kind of get the first two days behind you, you know, and you kind of got a few kinks worked out, and you've gotten rid of some food, you know, everything just sort of fits better, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. So, at the and at, again, there we go. Um, at the Kuyu Mountain Academy, because yeah. you you were kind of talking about like you know what your pack is like and. Mm-hmm. You know all that kind of stuff, and you were saying you only bring like two or three lenses with you. Like yeah. most of the time, it's just two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, why my- for you? You know, why is that what you choose to do? Um, I guess you know, you know what? Just through experience, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've instead of trying to, 
um, you know, take more images. I've tried to eliminate taking images and just focusing on getting what's really important and documenting the trip as precisely but as limited as I possibly can. Yeah, and to, to, to go as light as you can because I mean, and I kind of learned it through climbing and through, and through sort of expedition climbing uh-huh. because you can't bring this gear up the wall. Yeah, you you just can't. So I sort of translated, tried to move that over to 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 do hunting and to these backpack trips, and I always wanted to have my gear accessible. So I started, you know, working with my chest harness. Which, which, you know, carried a body and a lens and then, I, and then a lens case, you know, which I sort of hung around my neck as I walked in my backpack when I went back. So I could go back and forth between a telephoto lens and a wide-angle lens. Yeah. And now there's a, there's a, there's a massive gap in, you know, in, 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 in the focal length. But, um, you know, as, as I mentioned at the, uh, at the academy, not the academy you know, I, I've always tried to separate myself from the group yeah. anyways and just tried to observe them. You know, and observing them through, you know, like a bigger lens or, you know, kind of getting in between them with a wider lens. Yeah. So I didn't need I didn't need to have, you know, four or five lenses. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great to have those lenses at camp. And yeah, do I want them? Of course I do. But I can't carry them. Yeah. yeah they, like, that's much. what it comes down to. Yeah. It's, it's just too much. Like you're working on, you know, like. I've seen a lot of guys go out and they've got four or five lenses and, you know, two days later they're like, I so wish I didn't bring it. Like, like I'm thinking of leaving them. They're like, oh, I haven't even touched those three lenses. I've only <laughs> used this one. My yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to develop, you know, you're, you're telling a story, you know, and you've, and, and, but you, in order to tell the story, you have to be there and you got to be able to keep up. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, this isn't, go ahead. No, no, it's it's not going out for a day or for a night. Yeah. You know, you're going out for two weeks yeah. and you got to carry it and you got to keep up. So how are you going to do that? You know, like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I would love to have that super wide fish angle lens or fish eye lens. You're like, you know what? Fish eyes are cool, but you can't go and shoot, you know, 500 images on a fisheye lens and expect everyone to look at round photos for 500 <laughs> images you know like maybe one right yeah so let's just get let's just if you want to take that photo let's take it back at camp and then we'll and we'll take it somewhere but i'm not bringing it yeah you know it's just yeah it's just you know those that that's just kind of gimmick stuff i mean we need to we need to capture you know images that are sort of high end and are large enough files that you know can be made into blow-ups and look at it more of a uh, you know, a documentary sort of uh, commercial end of of the spectrum of photography. Yeah, if that well, makes sense. <laughs> and something you actually just mentioned was, you know, and I appreciate it is telling the story through the photography. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I appreciate yeah. that so much. And what amazes me about you saying that is also knowing that for you, when you go out there, your goal is to take as little amount of pictures as possible. Yeah, it, it, it really is, and yeah, you know, really like you is. treat you treat digital the exact same way that you treated film. Yeah, when you were shooting film and when you were you know just starting out, you know, in the mm-hmm. late nineties and early two thousands, right. and you know, like you were talking about only having four batteries, and mm-hmm. you know, all your me- yeah. all your memory cards are you know they're really low space, like thirty two. Yeah, yep. and that to me, I mean, obviously that shows you as an extremely experienced photographer but I I just I love that idea that it's like all right, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell a story of a trip Mm -hmm. through my photography and 
I'm going to do it in as little amount of photos as possible. Right. You know, so yeah. for you, yeah. you know, what's what's the story behind only taking, you know, how many ever, you know, whether it's like 30 or, you know, 70 mm-hmm. or 80 or 150 photos for an entire trip. Right. You know, wh- how does that how does that equate for you? You know, it, it, I guess from, well, from my film background, but then, you know, when I started shooting digital and everyone was like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I can shoot, so I can shoot off, you know, whatever, 300, you know, images right now if I want. But then you're like, but now you get back and now you got to download them, right? Yeah. And now you got to edit them and you're like, you know what? I don't need, I don't need 50 pictures of the exact same thing. Yeah. I need one and I need one really good one. Yeah. And... I don't want to edit, you know, for, 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 for the next two weeks. And I want to get my client their product as quick and as professionally as possible. And, you know, in this industry, I mean, it's, you, you, you gotta be quick. I mean, like people want their stuff now. Yeah. They don't want to wait. I mean, everyone's ADD, right? And, you know, so I mean, <laughs> you get back I and mean, I get back from, from a, from a two week trip and my client, whether it's Jason, they like, they've got their, they've got all their images and you know they're sized for them in, in, in the proper size that they want um you know with, within a week and i've been able to not kill myself with 12 hour days behind the computer editing but editing because yeah like, like like you know you're only half done when you get home mm-hmm. like you know you still you, you still got to edit right and i mean and then and then you know and then there's life and i mean you got to whatever you know fit it in bills and yeah and do do other things and i mean and you're like do you really want you just came back from being gone for 14 days yeah, you know, and then and then you know, and then I'm leaving again on another on another shoot, right? Yeah. So I've got to get I've got to get that edit done before I leave again. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I people I, I hear and they're like, oh, I shot you know three thousand, four thousand images, five thousand images. So like, that's insanity. It's just like, why? Well, why would you do that? I mean, like, it looks great to sit down at the field and you know and show everybody. That's another thing that I don't do either. And that's sort of Jason can. We can talk about that, but they're like always like, let's see the photos, let's see the photos, and I just sort of shoot everything in sort of raw standard. And my my um, LCD screen is actually set not very bright; it's set low. So I'm like, well, don't look at the image because it doesn't look that great on the back of the LCD screen. You know, like look at the composition. Yeah, look at the composition. Composition, and then you know, so let's see the image. See the image. I'm like, no, no, you don't get to see the image. You get to see, <laughs> oh, you see the finished product. It's not done. That's I want so great. You know, and that's the way that it was. I mean, like, I, I remember the joy of being, coming home from a shoot or whatever, you know, or having 10 or 12 rolls of film and having to wait, you know, to get them developed and then coming, going to the light table and sitting down, you know, or whatever you got. You're going to oh be God, there all the day. And I haven't heard that in forever. But just how exciting it was, right? Yeah. I mean, it was so exciting. And so I want them to be excited when they see the photographs. I don't want to show them all the photos that I took during the, during the trip while they're on the trip. Yeah. You know, and, and then there's also the battery. I mean, like, I, I don't want to carry a whole bunch of batteries with me. I don't want to carry a bunch of solar equipment. Mm-hmm. I, why? I mean, so I, can, so I can look at images. I mean, why I want to, I want to look week? at the image. Yeah, yeah. I want, to, I want to look at the images. I'll look at them when I get home. I've been doing it long enough that, you know, I know the images are... Or that you know the settings are going to be proper, and and I don't want you as the you know as the person I'm with. Hey, you know, obviously I'll show a couple of images, but usually I say no. But like, let's see the photos. And I'm like, no, you'll, you'll get them when you get home. <laughs> That's <laughs> so know? great, and, though. Yeah, you know, like, people are like, what? Really? And it's like, yeah, no, you'll get them when you get home. Like, don't let it. Cause yeah, my, my LCD screen is dark and it's just raw standard. You, you won't like it. 
Yeah. It's not like your like your phone or something, you know, where you take the picture and it just looks good, you know. It's like, you know what, this actually needs a bit of work done to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now you you said you're shooting pretty much 100 percent of the time in raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's something that's important, or if, you know, if it's a job, yeah, that 100 percent, yeah, then I'm shooting yeah, shooting everything raw. And so while shooting raw and only having 32 gigs, like how's that? Do you ever get stressed out when you, or do you just carry you know three or four memory cards? Yeah, you know what? I usually I carry like eight is what I carry, oh, wow. and they're all okay. in what? Yeah, because they're in waterproof case. What yeah. I try to do is I've even got some small ones. I try to shoot, keep one card per day. I mean, even you know, some days obviously you shoot more than other days, right? Yeah. But I mean, you know, some days I mean, like maybe I shoot like you know, like like, like fifteen photographs, and I'll change that card. So I'll, I'll put like day two's card in. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, I've still got room to shoot on that card, but you know what? As I mentioned, if something was to happen that day, if I was to fall in a river or something, yeah. that's why I like the smaller cards. Yeah. It's because I don't want to have 10 days worth of images on one card. On a and then the entire trip's yeah. ruined. Yeah. You know, it's, it's ruined. And there goes your entire trip. Right. And you know what? And that's your fault. You know, as a photographer, the client doesn't care. Mm-hmm. They want their photos. Yeah. Right. That's my fault. And so I've, that's, you know, just sort of through a little bit of experience and then just sort of, you know, the, just common sense. So I'll change out a, a, a card every day. And so, yeah, you know, sometimes if it's going to be a two week thing, I'll bring I mean, necessarily all don't need to be 32 gigs. Like I've got a couple old cards that are like two gigs. <laughs> you know, you know, you the camera I mean? accepts those? <laughs> yeah, it's still Oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it gives you like 10 photographs. It's pretty funny. But because I shoot on a 5DS, I mean, the, yeah. the files are big. Uh, mm-hmm. which, which, which works great for um, for sort of the commercial aspect and uh, and printing of images. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so going further, um, mm-hmm. traveling and doing these hunts, traveling around mm-hmm. the world, doing all different kinds of photos, you know, rock mm-hmm. climbing, everything like that. When you're traveling, what is your biggest concern when you're going around the world? Like, what is the biggest thing that's in your mind? that you're taking into account on every trip? I guess, uh, my biggest account is my safety for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, that'd be number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, well, missing my wife when I'm gone, uh, you know, just, I guess there's nothing that really sort of sticks out, you know, it's something about it, but definitely safety. And then, and then my wife being at home because we are alone. Yeah, uh, and those are probably the, those are probably the biggest concerns that I have. I mean, I don't really concern myself too much. You're not worried about my gear. Like disease or militias or anything like that. No, I'm not. I mean, you should take precautions for all that stuff. I mean, like I've been immunized. Oh my god, I'm for for, for 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 everything. And I mean, I take my malaria pills. I mean, I do all that. And I mean, you know what? If you're gonna get sick, you're gonna get sick. But I mean, that's just something that just just comes to the territory. You know, and, and that's just sort of you, you know like. Um, I don't roll the dice for sure. You know, like, oh, you know, I'm going to go into a malaria area in a heavy season and not take my malaria pills. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going somewhere, you know, where, you know, I don't need to have a yellow fever um, vaccination, but I just won't get one. Like, I have one. Right. <laughs> you know, I've got my tetanus, I've got my ABs and Cs like, for, for, for hepatitis and stuff. So I don't really worry about it too much. I mean, if it happens, that's I'll deal with it when it when it comes there. But I mean, I guess for the for the for the photographs, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's what it, I, I think it is. Yeah. You know, that kind of kind of makes me, I guess, who I am. Uh, but I mean, the photo has become so important that, you know, my, I don't really have a concern except for, you know, well, obviously my safety and then my wife, you know, being, being home alone. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had the opportunity to go anywhere in the world and photograph anything that you wanted, people, landscape, a hunting trip, you know, whatever it may be, right? where would you go? Well, I've got a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Listen, man, I want to yeah, hear a, this. <laughs> I've got a couple. Um, one of them uh, is definitely, well, I'm actually heading there this fall, um, uh, but it's to uh, Mongolia. I, I really want to photograph the eagle hunters. Mm-hmm. And then um, um, Siberia to, uh, to photograph with the reindeer herders. Really? Um, yeah, I think that uh, you know those, those two. I mean, I'll, I'll be in uh, sort of once the season's done here, and uh, so sort of, you know, in November I'm going to head to Africa to photograph a few tribes, and, and they're sort of more remote um, tribes as well, and places that I or people that I've been trying to find, you know, as much information online as I possibly can, and finding out how I can get in and how I can get somebody to get me into these tribes. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just a, you know, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mongolia, Siberia, I mean, Ethiopia. So his, uh, Mongolia um, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm going to get to go in, uh, in September. And so I'm really excited about that. I'm heading there with, with, with Pedro uh-huh. from Cuyu from, from Spain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to be uh, on a bow hunt there. And then I guess <clears throat> he leaves on the 19th and I've actually managed to stick around another week and to go ha- to have somebody take me in. To, to find the eagle hunters because they're, they're, they're a nomad. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I mean, getting, I, I, I remember being a kid and seeing pictures of, you know, these guys hunting with these eagles in, in, you know, in national geographic. And, you know, I mean, there's, I don't know, I guess you can't do everything, do everything. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm you trying to do it, man. Go yeah, after I, it. Yeah. I'm trying. So that's going to be, that's going to be a really special moment for me. For, for sure is seeing is, is, is just seeing them you know and you know and, yeah I'm pretty excited about that uh huh yeah that's not, yeah. I mean the, the eagle hunter thing to me I, if you get there and you get to photograph that I can't wait to see what you make happen that yeah that's gonna be phenomenal yeah, well, I'm going there, so I'm kind of at the point now. Like, I'm not coming home until <laughs> I'm not coming home until I get <laughs> You're my. You're making shot. it happen. I'm making it happen. Yeah. Full yeah, charge. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, I've kind of got that mentality when I get somewhere. I was in Iceland a few years back, photographing. Uh-huh. Um, ice on the black sand beaches there, you know, in uh, in Iceland, and I went there in November because I wanted bad weather and. My God, it turned out to be like like a week of like beautiful, like sunny weather. All the locals were ecstatic and I'm like yelling at the sky, you know, I'm like, I'm with my wife too. And I was like, well, if I have to stick around, I'm sticking around. Like I'm not leaving. I, I'm not leaving here. And I'm like, don't come home without the shot. Like that's always sort of been one of my sort of, you know, focuses of my career is like, it's like, don't come home without the shot. Don't come home without the shot. Don't come yeah. without the shot. I mean, and sometimes, you know, it happens, but you really try to not. Yeah. Not come home without a shot, you know? So, yeah, but I'm not going to Mongolia. I'm not coming home without an eagle hunter shot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not coming home. <laughs> oh, my God. I look forward to that, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. 
It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So you were talking about you grew up shooting um, 35 millimeters, shooting uh, or not grew up, but that was your your start out and doing slides yep. and stuff like that. What would you say is the difference for you now these days? And do you ever go back to shooting it, to shooting film, and then come back to digital? Like, what? How's the transition been for you? Um, I don't know. I've, I've never gone back to shooting it. The, the transition at the beginning was a little, Rough. a little difficult. Yeah. Um, but you know, one thing that I realized about digital photography, and I guess I mean, a lot of people don't because they, they, you know, they just didn't have the opportunity to shoot it. You know, is that. You know, you used to buy certain films. You know, like you would go to the desert, say, or you know, or whatever, and you and you would buy Kodak film. You know, because it was great. You know, for the browns and the neutral tones. And if you're yeah. gonna be, you know, gonna be shooting around whatever, you know, mountain lakes and you know trees and stuff, well, then you'd go and and you'd want to have you know your Fuji film. Yeah. And one thing that I really tried to or got had to get, once I got my head around it was you know with the digital film with the digital setup. You know, we're mimicking film. You know, people saturate. They they have the ability to saturate and use contrast and vibrance, and that's just what the film used to do. I mean, you know, I mean, the, the only ch- only real change, I guess, is is you know, is between the black and white. Uh huh. Um, you know, and you develop that, you know, and you, you know, on your own and different contrasts, whatever. But with film, you know, with with, with color, um, you know, we're, we're mimicking film. That's what we're doing. I mean, I look at someone's photograph, you know, and say it's really punchy, and it's like. You know what? That's a Fuji Velvia 50, you know, speed film right there is what that is. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm like or, or that one, you know, it's um, so, yeah, I mean, I, nowadays, you know, what, kind of once you get your head around it and uh, you, you, uh, and I just like I said, I shoot everything in raw standard now and I just kind of look at it in the way of like I want to mimic a film, you know, I, I'm not buying a. I'm not buying a Kodak film. I'm going to shoot a Kodak film style, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and something that you mentioned that I like is is talking about how, like, you kind of had to pair your film with your environment. Yeah, you really did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I just think that it's so, it's so weird, you know, and, and how far it's come is just, because, I mean, every time that I used to go shoot when I was always shooting film, I used an icon and, and every time that I went out and used it, there was so much more to take into account. Right. You know, and like it was, yeah. and not that it's easier by, you know, per se these days, yeah. but it's the manipulation of everything is within a, you know, a push of a button. Right. You know, right. like, yeah, it's, it's just so, it's so bizarre, man. Yeah, it's so bizarre. So, did you ever used to develop any of your own film, or you just kind of took it to a shop and had the shop do it, and then they'd give you your slides back? Or yeah, the development of the slides was done. The machine was E6, and it was, it was what they called it. And it was you know it was really expensive. I mean, like I had developed um, some uh, some print film before like, in, in, in high school courses. Like you learned how to do it. Yeah, um, but you know, I never had a dark room. Yeah, like that like I was always like, you know what? I'm just going to take it to take it to the lab. The the processing part of it didn't interest me as much, you know, as um, as as the shooting did. Uh, I mean, e- even now today, um, you know, I, I have I own a small gallery here in Squamish, and I've got a couple, you know, that, like larger pieces, like like eight foot pieces, and oh, wow. I've got there's you know um, I've got uh, some printers in Vancouver, and 
instead, you know, I'll sit down with them for half an hour or whatever like that. They'll go over my image, just kind of make sure that, you know, like all the, you know, that, that all the information is there they need and there's no camera shakes or whatever. But they're like, you know, do you want to know about the process? And I'm kind of like, no, you do it. You know, like right. the, yeah, the, the, uh, like the printing process, you know, or like, it doesn't really interest me as much either, you know, as sort of the development process did back in the day. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So Jason gives you a call. Yeah. And he says, hey, man, we're going to go out. We're going to go do a 12-day dull sheep hunt. Or, you know, we're going to go down to Southern California and we're going to go do however long the hunt was down in Southern California. Yeah. For you, what does your backpack look like? You know, from camera gear to, you know, how many pairs of pants are you packing in? Kind yep. of, you know, your food. What do you kind of have going on? Uh, for backpack, um, I've got, you know, whatever, two lenses, uh, you know, one body, and then um, depending on how long the trip is, you know, like like there are like ten days of food, twelve days of food, yeah. and then you know I've got my 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 breakfast, my lunches, my lunches are already like pre-made, yeah, um, you know, and then I got my dinners, and then I got one pair of pants, um, two pairs of underwear, two pairs of socks, mm-hmm. one pair of boots, um, you know, two um, sort of base layers uh, uh, shirts, and then my and then down gear and rain gear, yeah. And uh, yeah, is important, man. Yo, yeah, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, and, and it's, I mean, it's so important for for any time of the year. I mean, yeah. summertime. I mean, you wake up. I mean, if you're wet, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to put it on, you know, and warm right up. Yeah, and just warm right up. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. It's the same in the climbing industry as, as well. You know, it's you got your down gear. And everyone sort of does, and it's in a dry bag, and um, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it makes you know an unbearable night miserable, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's you know, I guess we were just up in Alaska and we got benighted, and yeah, you got, you got your down gear, you know, and you're, you're like, oh, this is gonna suck, but you know, you're not gonna die, you know. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like life threatening. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if you didn't have down gear. It could be. You're wet, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, it's really nice gear. I'm, I'm so impressed with their with their gear. It's it's uh, it's it really is next level. I've been able to get. We, we were talking about this before, but you know, I've had the experience, you know, and and I've you know shot for a lot of the outdoor companies, so the Patagonias and the Arcteryx, and so I have something, something you know, like to compare the Kuyu gear to, you know. Yeah. So how and, would you say it compares? Kuyu, their their gear is is is, is, is phenomenal. It yeah. really it, it it really is. It's yeah. really next level. I, mean, I agree completely. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, from 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 day one, when I uh, on my first hunt, I was you know all Arcteryx, mm-hmm. um, and um, then Jason started to get me into getting into the Kuyu gear. And, hey, and try this jacket, and try this, you know, and it's just like let me wow. know what you think There's about a, this one. Yeah, you know, and this this is this is a beautiful jacket. This this you know this is amazing quality. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice to be able to have an opinion. Yeah. Uh, because you know, through experience. Well, because you've been in the outdoor industry, just in a different yeah. aspect of it, so you can compare so much more gear than someone like myself. Like I can't compare all that other gear the way that you can. You know, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Kuyu gear, it's it, it's one of the best. Pieces of equipment I've ever worn in my life, yeah. for sure. Yeah, if not the best. Yeah, that's awesome, man. 
Um, if you would you have any advice for anybody that's wanting to start out filming or getting into photographing their hunts or having someone come along with them or someone who wants to actually be the photographer on the hunt? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, um, my my you know even all gear set aside and and, and, and techniques and composition set aside is uh, you know if someone's serious about getting into the industry they have to remember that it's a it's a job and nowadays i mean with you know social media and everyone's releasing all their photos you know so fast yeah and they forget that this is a business that we're running and you want to get paid take a business course yeah that's my number one advice to, to anybody now and I mean you know like, like when I was starting out I asked a lot of questions and I have people ask me a lot of questions and I'm always more than happy to answer any questions that anybody ever has but I, you know taking a business course um, you know is I, I, I wish somebody had told me to do that yeah. I think it would have saved me a huge step <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, so it, many it, learning it, curves <laughs> right there, there really are and you got to remember you know like you're running a business and you can't give your stuff away for free and I understand you know like you're, you want to get your name out there yet at the same time I mean it's pretty tough to eat or you know or pay your rent whatever it is mortgage you know with name credit yeah. and sort of that's it you know and I mean it can really destroy an industry so I mean learning how to run a business and, and treating it like a business I mean like yeah it's fun to take photos and think people get sort of starry eyes but they forget that this is a business and you know and, and you have to you know come home with with a you know with a product that's going to represent your client and they're going to be happy with and get it getting it to them quick which is all you know the business aspect of it on the back side it's the sort of the the non-glamorous things that nobody sort of seems to ever see or hear about right yeah but that's that's what you know sort of if you want to stay in the business, I mean, you, uh, you know, you, you have to know how to run one for sure, you know, and the, you'll develop a style over, over time, you know, I mean, I could tell you, give you a whole bunch of sort of basics on tips on photography, but I mean, first of all, if you're been brought out into the bush or whatever like that, you know, then maybe you already sort of know a bit about photography, you know, yeah, so right. let's, yeah, let's, uh, you know, focus on, on creating a good name for yourself and, and a professional name and and running a business. Yeah. Yeah. So you've gotten to hunt with some pretty phenomenal hunters and mm -hmm. uh, you've definitely got to be a part of some seriously amazing memories. Yeah. Um, have you considered, you know, picking up a rifle or picking up a bow and putting down the lens for a trip and going f hunting for yourself? You know, not really. No, no, cool. I haven't. A guy, um, those guys have, uh, you know, uh, have, uh, have mentioned, you know, like, hey, man, do you want, do you want, you know, do you want to hunt? And my camera is everything. I mean, like, I'm still to this day, I mean, it's been, you know, it's been, what, over 20 years, and I, Love taking photographs. I love I, yeah. I love documenting. That it's, passion it, is amazing, man. I get that I get that same joy, you know, that the hunter does, you know, or or the skier does or the climber does, you know. Like, I'm out there too. You yeah. know, like I'm grinding along too. I mean, I'm there. I'm just not the trigger man, you know. Yeah. But I'm you are in a sense because, like, what you said, you're the archivist, man. You're the one preserving the memory for right legend, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, right. I mean, I, I get, yeah, like that's that's what I love. That's what I'm good at, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not that it doesn't doesn't interest me. It's just that I, I, I'm just so happy being there with my camera still. Yeah. 
yeah. God, yeah. that's I don't want to put it down man. yet. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one thing that I, I've loved, you know, over the past few years going hunting with so many different people and taking out a lot of new hunters is getting to be there and getting to experience the memory with them. You know what I mean? More so than not hunting myself, but getting to experience the memory with the person, with the individual and and being there for their exposure and their eye opening and, and whatever it may be. And it, I mean, I can just, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying, which is, you know, it's just awesome. I totally like, I totally understand that. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. Right. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, before we get into our dead eye question, okay. um, you was it last September, August? You got to go along on the Goliath hunt. Yes, yeah, I did. What was that like for you? <laughs> um, that was <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was it was an amazing experience in, in regard that um, you know uh, I got to hunt with Jason's dad again, who came uh-huh. down. Who was a really interesting guy. He's great, and then. Um, his son Cash yeah. came, and you know, and, and I'd met Cash before, you know, a few times. And but he's such a cool kid. Cash is so uh, awesome. I've gotten to meet he, him a couple of times, and he's just like the nicest, brilliant kid on the planet. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> you know, and, you, you know what I mean? It's uh, there was you know there was a, I, I learned a bit, or you know, a bit, well, quite a bit about you know this, this whole governor tag, uh-huh. and you know, and uh, you know. Which is really interesting, you know. And there's a lot of guides down there, you know, looking, you know, and yeah. and helping. And people really wanted to help. Yeah. Like you know, like they're just they're not down there, you know, like, like getting paid. Like they want to see this happen. Yeah. Which was really cool because just like that passion that I have for for photography, they have for the animal and they have for for their industry. Yeah. You, you know, which which is comparable to, to to the climbing, which is really cool. So. You know, spending time and, and getting to, you know, meet some of the guides again that I'd met over the years in different situations and then meet some new ones. Uh-huh. Um, and then being there, you know, with Jason's father and Cash, I mean, it was really cool. I, I've i spent a lot of time down in that area, but just in Joshua Tree, you know, just sort of across the highway, across the um, the, the mountains. And so it, it was nice to go back there. I'm not a huge desert person. You know, I, I prefer you know, sort of the, the North more, but, um, I do enjoy visiting yeah. the desert, um, and, and, and then learning about the terrain. And those guys are so knowledgeable. I mean, Jake Franklin, he's such, he's such a great guy and he's so knowledgeable and he Dude. takes the time to explain everything and, you, you know, which is, which is really cool. And I'm really appreciative of it, you know? And so that was really nice. I mean, you're kind of making friends yeah. for the rest of your life, you know, yeah. and you're all kind of hanging out and, and, yeah, it was it was it was it was a great experience. Yeah, dude, Jake Jake is a uh, I've gotten to get to know Jake in the last 6 to 8 months. Yeah. Really really well and right. uh, just a standout all-around great human being. I mean, as far as every interaction, every experience, like anytime I call him with a question, he's been super patient and super willing yeah. to go into detail and in-depth descriptions and you know, trying to explain to me, you know, why does this work that way or how is this going that way? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. What was it like for you to get to experience a hunt with three generations of hunters from the same bloodline? 
Yeah, no, no, it, it was it was pretty amazing actually. I I got a taste of it a few years back on an elk hunt. Uh-huh. Um, but um, uh, but this one, you know, cash is a little bit older now, you know. So, yeah. you, uh, I mean, God, like like hats off to that kid. I mean, there was a couple of days there, like they were like 10, 12 mile grinds. He's only ten. You know, and he's and grinding it out. He's grinding <laughs> the it whole out. time. <laughs> you know, you're like, man, it better not be complaining about the heat. You know. <laughs> That's you know, so cool. Yeah, with this kid on my heels here. So, uh, yeah, I know. It, it was, yeah, it's really good. Like I said, if I've never had to get the opportunity or if you had to meet Jason's father, I mean, he's, he's such a great guy. He's, he's so much fun. And, and uh, you know, he's he, he's definitely a bit of an inspiration for sure. I mean, he's, he's such a guy's guy. And, you know, he taught Jason and Jason's passing it down to his son. And, you know, and I, I which is just really cool to be around, you know, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it really is. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for, for those guys. Well, you know, and it, something that I feel like is probably cool from your position is, you know, you're the photographer. You're floating around like you don't exist. You know, you're just yeah. in orbit. Yeah. Capturing the moments and the memories and, yeah, you know what I mean, the whole thing, which, yeah. ah, that just had to be so amazing to witness the whole yeah, the yeah, you know, really and then was. all the way to the harvest of the animal, yeah, you know, and the pack out, and and Jason offering Jake to pack it out, and yeah, you know, like <laughs> God, man, that whole just everything about it just is so, uh, it's so cool. <laughs> right, right. There's a there's actually a good one. One of my favorite pictures from from, from that trip. It's uh. Um, it's just nothing special, but I mean, they like, you know, you know, like, like we were just, I guess Jake, you know, but they, they'd lost the sheep and, you know, and we came down there and he just like, he didn't know where it was. And you know, I guess you know, he'd been down there, you know, 30 days, whatever, looking for this thing. And yeah. there's a picture of him, you know, as Jason's just on the hood of the truck, you know, with the binoculars looking into the mountains and <laughs> Jake's just got like, you know, his, his hands covering his eyes, you know, and kind of his ball cap pulled down, like it just with this expression of just Frying. like, yeah, like his brain, like his everything's just like falling apart in his world. <laughs> Jason's, you know, down there beside him. So it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a fun picture. I think we kind of had a bit of a good laugh over it, you know. And lo and when behold, it, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. God, how yeah. amazing is that? Yeah, that's so great. Uh, all right, so we're gonna have a little fun now. Okay. Uh, we partnered up with Deadeye Outfitters. They're an apparel company for the hunting industry. Um, yeah. They provide like t-shirts, clothing, hats, um, you know, non-hunting related gear, lifestyle gear. Right. Um, so if you had to replace your hands with something other than hooks or claws, what would you put at the end of your arms? It can be two different things. Like the left hand can be a pizza cutter and the right hand could be a shoehorn. Okay. Imagine all the things that you could get done. What would you pick? Well, one's going to be a camera. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one's going to be a camera and uh, um, my other one can't have a claw, right? So I think I'm going two cameras. Two cameras? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what's up. Cameras. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you a second question. Okay. So if you could know the absolute 100 percent truth about one question, what would it be? Hmm. What would it be? 
the absolute truth for one question. When's the next time the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. Right on, man. Um, all right, cool. So we're going to wind down here. We're getting close to the end. Um, okay. What would you say was your best piece of camera gear that you used this year? 70 to 200 uh, 2.8 Canon lens. Really? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, Full that's my kind of, most yeah, part. that's, yeah. I love that lens because, like I say, you know, being in the industry that I am, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it allows me that separation of the group, but to be able to pull in, you know, images tight enough that, 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 that people don't know how close I am. Yeah. Um, which which I find really relaxes people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that, that's that's my favorite lens. Okay, yeah, piece of gear. Yeah. What editing software do you use? I use Lightroom and I use uh, Photoshop. Okay. Yeah, both. Of them. Okay, and how do people track you down, Paul? Uh, I'm on Instagram and just Paul Bride Photography, mm-hmm. and uh, and my website uh, just uh, paulbride.com. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any concluding thoughts to wrap this up? You know what? I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate you uh, uh, considering me and, uh, and, and for having me on. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. And I uh, um, hope that uh, we can do it again. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You know what? And uh, I'm definitely going to want to reconnect and, and talk about all the trips that you have coming up um, and, and see photography from that and – you know, whatever else, you know, who knows, who knows whatever else is going to come up in the next year. Cause that's just how it works. Right. Yeah. 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 No, no you know, no, things yeah. are, it's just everything. It just happens like all of a sudden. And then it's like, Oh cool. Here's a new opportunity. Let's do it. You know? And that's what it is, is the willingness, you know? Right. Um, right. you know, but thank you, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been great. You know, like just getting to see the photography you've done and, and, you know, looking forward to the photography you're going to continue to do. You know, I'm, I'm super appreciative. I appreciate the time that you're willing to devote to this. And, you know, Anthony and myself are, you know, really, really excited about this. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it your kind words. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll stay in touch. And, uh, um, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguide.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.